Michel! Stop! Don't you put your fingers in his mouth! Artie, what is she doing? I don't know why Dr. Drew would give away our kid to... Latricia, the literal devil. Fuck you, Dr. Drew! Go fucking kill yourself! Latricia, give me my baby back right now! <laughs> give him! I don't think so! I'm gonna turn him into the Antichrist! Johnson can never become an Antichrist, you stupid bitch! The Antichrist has to be a human first. You should know that. Well, you don't know that because you're trying to play the role of Satan, but really, you're just some fucking hack. You could never do what Satan did. You could never be a fallen angel because it takes a fucking angel to start with. You're nothing but a ratchet bitch. You know what, Brenda? Just for that, I'm gonna paralyze you. What? Johnson, move. No, Johnson resisted. I'm gonna twist you like a Barbie doll. It's okay. Twist you at the angle. We're gonna twist be very good parents, Artie, to a disabled child. It's a, we're just gonna have to adjust all expectations. It's not gonna be what we think. It's gonna be really hard, but can you do this with me? Uh, I, well, maybe this is a good time to cut our losses. I don't know. I just think maybe, I mean, if she wants to turn that cripple into the Antichrist, who are we to stop her? That cripple is your son! Well, yeah, Imagine well, uh, if I just gave up on you like that. Well, I mean, I just think, like, you know, you know, he's not technically my blood son. He's my, my love son. He's my blood brother, half. Audie, but look at that paralyzed baby dangling there by Latricia's fingernails, her long fingernails. I know, I just, do you, do you really want, I mean, like, we could just have our own baby and not have to, you know, a human baby and not have to, you know, worry about the crippled ghost. That's all I'm saying. Where's your heart, Audie? Well, I, I, of course I want him back, but I mean, what am I supposed to do? She just... She absolutely ruined him. If we get him back at this point, it's not even Johnson. Hey, Latricia, can he even suck on fingers? Ow, let me see. I'll stick my fingernails through. Get your finger away. Get your finger. Latricia, well, will I, you we, just stop? We have to know. Hey, Latricia, will you just fucking stop all the business? He's not really paralyzed. He's playing paralyzed because all you do is mind games. You think you're smarter than me to come for me? I think that you cannot hurt me because I have the power of Sean on my side. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Try to try to zap me right now. If I'm such a menace, strike me dead right now, bitch. I'm not, I don't want to strike you dead, Brenda. Oh, I don't want to strike me dead. I want to watch you suffer as I turn your child into the Antichrist and destroy the universe around you with my black angel. The power of Sean compels you! <laughs> the power of Sean compels you! Oh, they're gone! Why did you... Now we're never going to... Wait! Always Johnson. keep always keep hummus in your pocket, Artie. It'll come in handy for dealing with these anti-Shans. Well, now you just got rid of them. You just got rid of them now. So what are we supposed to do now? Oh my! Why did Johnson disappear? 
she was holding on to him. Oh my god, so I, I forgot he... about that small, tiny detail. Audie, we gotta get Johnson back. I don't know what we're supposed to do. Uh, well, I mean, it's gonna him. be difficult. You know, we're gonna have to tend to his every need. Uh, we're probably gonna have to feed him. Take his clothes off for him his whole life and, you know, wipe his ass. Just li I mean, but what about, just think about it. You, me, the bedroom, uh, no Audie, condom. What are you talking about? We already do it enough. We're not going to do it with the baby in the crib. But this time, we just, just forget about Johnson for just a minute, you know? Forget about my baby that just got taken away by Ghost Protective Services? Yeah, uh, we didn't even really care that much about him four episodes ago. It's just something that has started recently, you know? It's an old baby that, you know, he only comes around when it's good for the narrative. I mean... Yeah, you're right. It, it did serve the story really well to progress it to this point. Uh, I, I mean, know, I guess I could, you know, switch things up a little bit, and, you know, kind of go another direction that doesn't involve Johnson, like maybe I could adopt. Uh, I think we should, you know, maybe... You know, we've always talked about I'm not getting own. a Chinese child. Well, I didn't want to do that either. I think we should have our own together, you and me. You want to have our own? Yeah, I think... Why not? I mean, now... I mean, we. you know how much we loved Johnson. God rest his soul. You know, he's now the Antichrist. Oh he's paralyzed Antichrist. We just kind of have to give up on him. But... We can get another baby and have a baby and, you know, have a good time and make the family we always wanted. And not have to worry about the Trisha and the devil and all this shit. Because we just have a normal baby. You're not just saying all of this because you want to come in me? I mean, it's definitely because of that. But, it, you know, I, I, I do love you and I want to, you know, start a family together. You know, we've been a family since I was born, but... We need a little, you know. I just got it. Are, are you are you gonna love it if it comes out retarded, Artie? Because statistically, there's a higher chance it will. And you just gave up on Johnson like it was nothing. I gotta know that you're gonna be here for this baby, and I gotta know that you're not gonna be on drugs for it. Make me do it all alone, because I'm not gonna be a single mom again. Well, I'm definitely not going to, you know. I, no more needles in my arm. Basically, is what I see. Just like that. Because... Just like that's what it gets. Okay. Well, seeing Johnson get taken away and twisted like a rag doll uh, by the devil was really shocking and something that I never, you know, if I had not been on drugs, he wouldn't have gotten taken away and twisted up like a rag doll by the devil. You know what, Dr. Drew? I really think you got through to him. Uh, that's great, Mr. DeCaplany. Um, it would be. It, it... Dr. Drew, shut the fuck up. You're not even, you're not going to be part of this episode. Get out. You're not, this is our show now. We were doing your show the other day. Not now. Let's just go home and, you know, maybe lock the door and turn the lights down low and put some music on that soft and slow. Baby, we ain't got no place to go. I hope you understand. I've been thinking about this all day long. Never felt a feeling quite this strong. 
how much you turn me on just to be your man. There's no hurry, don't you worry. We can take our time. Come a little closer, let's go over what I have in mind. Baby, lock the door and turn the lights down low. And put some music on that's soft and slow. Baby, we ain't got no place to go. I hope you understand. I've been thinking about this all day long. Never felt a feeling quite this strong. I can't believe how much it turns me on. Just to be your man. I love you We're alone now You don't know how Long I wanted to Lock the door and turn the lights down low And put some music on that's soft and slow whoa, 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 whoa. Baby, we ain't got no place to go I hope you understand I've been thinking about this all day long Never felt a feeling that was quite this strong I can't believe how much it turns me on, Brenda Just to be your man I can't believe how much it turns me on Just to be your man Also your son. That's what turns me on the most, baby. Oh, I'm gonna pull those panties down and slide my cock inside. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, 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 could you not do the... Odie, why do you choose all days of today to do the thing your principal did? Just fuck me like... Fuck me like normal, like you like, like I like it, you know? Degrading, tell me I'm a nasty incest mother whore. You're a nasty incest mother and whore. Not literally like, no, not, not literally like that one. Just fuck me, just fuck me and I'm don't not say- i very good at the talking part. Yeah, you like hey, that old hey, sloppy pussy? Hey, 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 you like getting hey. shongy sloppy seconds? What? Just kidding. You were into the cuck thing for a while. I thought maybe you might like it this time. Oh, not this time, baby, but I'm about to bust. Oh, bust up in me. Plug it up, plug it up, it's so sitting. Plug yeah, it up. Yeah, put your legs up, put your legs oh. up in the air. Oh! I put my thumb in and I'll hold, we hold it in here for what does the book say? 13 minutes? 13, yep. Okay. Alright. Uh, 
seen any good movies lately? No, I've been kind of, you know, involved with, you know, you, you pawn the TV. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we had to get some heroin, but not anymore. No, we didn't have to get some heroin. You pawn the TV. We managed to keep the TV throughout my whole addiction. Yeah, well, I mean, that's because you were, once you stopped having sex with people for heroin, I mean, I had to start selling something and nobody wanted to have sex with my penis. Oh, Eddie, don't talk bad about it. I like how it curves very sharp to the left. You hit I me know. right where I need it. That's why I That's why I always say I bred you right, and now you're about to breed me right. Well, from an early age, I remember that little brace you put on my penis to curve it that way, so it's like you knew what you were doing all along. You remember that? Well, yeah, we went down to that doctor who puts legs braces on people, and he said, you know what, Mrs. DeCaplany, we can make his penis as crooked as a politician, and they put it on me, and we walked through town... People used to make fun of me for it, but one day I was running, and, you know, just based on the amount of running I was doing and this, you know, jangling, jangling of my penis, uh, it broke the brace. Uh, but we still, uh, we got it curved. Yeah, you must have been, like, what, 9 and 10 at that time? Yeah. You were running from those boys from school, weren't you? Yeah, they were throwing rocks at me, and Jenny was beside me, and she said, Run, Artie, run! Oh, Artie, we've had a good life together. I can't wait to see what kind of life our son lives. I know. I just said son. It could. I guess it could be a daughter. I know, I know. It could be a little sweetie or a little bubby. Either way, we are going to love it just as much as we did Johnson. What would you name it if it were a boy? Uh... Artie Jr.? Oh, maybe I was thinking, you know, maybe Johnson in t in honor of the baby. I'm just thinking a lot about Johnson. I I feel like maybe we made the wrong mistake, the wrong choice. What do you I mean? Still want to have what this do you mean? You telling but... me you, we made the wrong choice? You come sit in me. Let, yeah, no. I'm, let me get, no, leak it out. No, I want to stay in there. Leave it in. Suck in, it out. In. No, 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 my thumb is still in. I don't want to, I still want to have this baby, but I just think maybe we gave up too easily on Johnson, you know? Like, we, I don't know, maybe we could, Sean Guy could make a, you know, I don't know. Are we really just going to let Latricia turn him into the Antichrist? Like, I'm just, now that I came, I'm just thinking clearly, and I'm just like, wow. So this was just because you wanted to come in me. I should have known you were a fucking pig. No, no, I mean, I guess. How did you make me abandon my baby? I don't know. I is What do you think we could do? I mean, it, I, don't, I don't know. I thought maybe, like, that it would just reappear by now, but it hasn't. No, this seems, this seems to have really happened. I mean, maybe, I don't, I... Don't know how to progress the story, Artie. Excuse me. What? Huh? Do you mind? Sean? I have to. Do you? Good to hear you're off heroin, by the way. Oh, uh, hey, Sean. Uh, what? Do you mind up? if I use this fancy glass? Uh, do you care, Brenda? No. Sean, use, use whatever. Sean, use whatever is in there. Anything is free for your use. Uh, just... Gonna tell you, don't go down to the basement. That's our sex dungeon. I mean, unless you want to see it. What's this Sean doing here? 
Brenda, you said this was you said this. I'm I'm sorry if I'm invading art. Audie, you were really high at the time, but like I told you all about this, I I can only assume you forgot. I'm Sean's Sean's here for the time being. I figured he we might we might need him soon, you know, for some sort of Latricia battle or something. We were gonna at one point we were thinking about bringing all the Sean geese together. So, so you're, you're right. Uh, what's mine is yours, Sean. Everything except my wife's soul. So watch yourself. That's all. I mean, Audie, he's sitting there right now looking at my hole. Well, I've got my thumb in it, and it's got my seed in it, so clearly he knows this is mine, Sean. Don't worry. Don't worry, Artie. I am gay. The only hole you'll have to be worried about is yours. What's that look? What's that? Can I be the insanely jealous wife? Huh, Artie? You're always jealous of my guy friends? I can't even have a guy friend over? Well, I mean, if he's here to say help us, maybe he can help us save Johnson. I mean, do you have any ideas how we could get the baby back from Latricia? There might be one way, but it would have to involve me killing us all in a murder-suicide. Uh, I... And we'd have to, you know, we'd have to kill ourselves, go to the spirit world, Manage to get into Child Protective Services, you know, try to make our way through the seven layers of the spirit world down to Latricia where she is presiding and try to finagle the baby back. Sounds like it would take many episodes. Are you sure this is a real Sean Gee? Like he's telling us we should kill ourselves. That Look at him. Look in his like eyes. A, Look at the gold spark in his eyes. Well, Charles Manson had a gold spark. No, in I'm his telling eyes you, too. literally look into his eyes, the, the bright gold. Oh, I see what you mean now. So, Sean, if we kill ourselves, is that just it? How uh, would we get. The thing is, is that if you kill yourself, you will have to go to the suicide portion of hell, the spirit world. Okay. And that is a lot harder to get out of and get free. So, if you go to the murder version of hell, that means you were murdered and you're still going to the spirit world, but it was not a bad doing. I see. So, you'll, you know, you'll be basically in minimum security prison to which I can get through, take you out, and we can start to make our way down. But you would have killed yourself, so we would have to rescue you from the other part of hell? I am the honorable and omnipotent Shongi, and I can break through the barriers, Artie. Well, what do you think, Brenda? Is it worth... I mean, we just... I've got my finger in you for another six minutes before we even inseminate you. I know. I mean, will I... Will I keep the baby... In some sort of capacity, Sean. Because I'm hoping one of these eggs is already starting to get fertilized. Don't worry, Brenda. Where we're going, you will not need a baby. But if you do need a baby, it will be fine. Well, I mean, if it will be fine, then I don't see why we don't do it. Because it's our only... Is it the only way we could get Johnson back? I... I mean, he's in the position of Latricia, is he not? As f 
That's what Dr. Drew showed us. Did you not see him get taken by Latricia? Well, yes, I, she twisted him up and made him paralyzed. Yes, yeah, so you're trying to go to hell. You you got to go get him back from Latricia. That's the only way I see it. I mean, you think a baby is just going to, a paralyzed baby is just going to walk back to you? Through, through realms right. of reality? Well, when you put it like that, it sounds obvious. I mean, it's just, it's not hard thinking. It's just, you know, talking to a heroin addict. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, former heroin addict. Well, who are you going to kill first? Me or Brenda? Probably you. Okay, well, let me say goodbye first. Brenda, uh, you've been a great mother and a Honey, we're going to see each other in like... Whatever, however long between, well, it's fine. Just in you don't... case this guy's crazy and he kills me and then marries you or something, I just am saying I love you and I will miss you if I don't but see it, you again. Nothing like that's going to happen. He said he was gay. I, I, it, I'm gay, Arthur. You do not have to worry. Do you want me to well, suck your dick in front of you? Sexuality is always fluid. Maybe your sexuality, but I'm no faggot. Oh, see, now that doesn't make any sense. See, now he's going to possibly kill me and- Oh my god, why did you shoot him in the fucking head? He still had his thumb in me. His lifeless body is sent with his thumb in me. Get it out, Sean. Now that they are gone, I may do what I've been dying to do this entire time. Oh, Brenda. Artie's cup is so good anyway. <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to Motif. Um, last week we enjoyed reminiscing randomly about Camp Wilson. It was uh, spur, spur of the moment. It just happened. But in that discussion, we clearly learned that there was more to talk about on these classic school trips. Um, and none was more classic, perhaps, than the eighth grade class trip to Washington, D.C. Um, now, this happened every year. I mean, and I always thought it was really cool when the eighth graders left every year because it always felt so different in the school building because it was so much emptier. I you did too. We yeah, it did. it's weird that the grade. eighth graders being emptied out just made the school so much less congested. Right. It was quieter. It was weird. You know, and a lot of the teachers were gone too. There were, you know, because there was probably only like one or two teachers that would be left behind to actually do teaching. Everybody else was a chaperone. We had, I don't know how much the the trip really was. I mean, it must have been $600, $700. It was, so. I think it was something like that because I know it was like something that like, that was hard for my family to come up with, but they like outsourced it from. I did not want to be one of those kids that had to sell chocolates to go, like had I to did. sell chocolates. I didn't have to. We sold candles. It was a candle fundraiser the year that we went, and it was. Uh, and there might have been other things in there too, but I remember it was mostly candles that I had sold, and we got we paid for the entire trip that way. And then I was able to Did they to give take, you the you know, candles to sell? Money. Like, they just gave it to you? Or, like, if you can sell these, the money for the trip is yours. They just gave you a fundraiser, and, you know, just like a normal little fundraiser packet. I've never and got my mom one. Took it, my mom took it to work. Uh, 
you know, we would have fundraisers in elementary and middle school. You remember? I never participated. Ah, well, they'd give you the little, uh, you know, little pamphlet, and, you know, your mom takes it to work and to the bowling alley, and she says, do you guys want to buy this junk? And, you know, they do. It's like, you know, cheese spreads and cookie dough. and It's just the same shit you could probably buy at the store. Right, but now that's it's a cool fundraiser. though. That's cool though that they just give you a catalog and they're like, "Yeah, if you can." That I didn't know it was like that. I thought you had to like go door to door selling chocolate. No, and so I sold. I you know my parents really. Uh, they did. I don't know if they just really didn't have the money or they're just like we are going to fund this entire trip with candles. But they did, and they didn't end up paying a dollar out of pocket except for like that's the, crazy the souvenir and you know money. Or food money, but uh, other than that, they they were able to pay for it by selling candles. Damn, yeah. Like for me, it was like I felt really like honored that I was able to do it, that we had enough money to do it, and I really, I was not gonna let it be a repeat of Camp Wilson because I know my parents really worked hard to get me this fucking money, right? And I was like, I cannot let them down. Like no matter what happens, I'm staying for this whole trip. I'm a little older. What are, what, how are we 13 in eighth grade? Probably 12 when it happened because probably 13. Yeah, it was early on. Just hitting puberty, you know, 14 or something like that. 13 or 14. Yeah. Just setting the tone for what, because this is pertinent to like my story because it's good. If you think about it as I am from my current, no, I was not the same person. I am. <laughs> right. Well, I was uh, I was very lame. I mean, I you know who who's to say I'm still not? But at the time, uh, I was absolutely head over heels, lovesick with Hallie Shrimp. Uh, absolutely sick to my stomach, in love with her, unreciprocated. And was this after the breakup? Yeah. It absolutely clouded my entire trip because she was dating Sam Oaks at the time. She dated Sam Oaks after you? I don't I don't even think it was I yeah, it might not have been directly after, but it was before Caleb Turner who she Did she just go through to. every single guy at the school? Not every single, but she also dated Ben Hermits. So she dated you, then maybe somebody else, then Sam Oaks. Just in Caleb Turner. I want to describe Sam Oaks too because Sam Oaks, I always thought of him as like a fucking brute. He almost looked like a Pokemon. Like he was meant to be like a Pokemon, just a cartoonish, big, meaty man. Right. And it's interesting because this ties into one of my stories. Sam Oaks uh, was actually the person that showed me Borat. Yeah, I remember you saying that. I remember you told me that. I went over to his house, and we watched it at his house, and I think I was, I mean, I laughed. I thought it was funny, but I certainly didn't remember it as well as I did, like, by the time we were talking about it every day in geometry class. Uh, I, there, at yeah, some by the point, time I, I knew you, myself. you knew it really well. You knew it enough to quote it just as much as I could. Right. But at that time in, like, eighth grade, so I had, I had ended up buying a copy of the DVD, and, you know, we were allowed to take... You know, I had a portable DVD player. We were allowed to take that kind of stuff with us if we wanted to, and I did. I loaded up my book bag uh, full of DVDs for this DVD, uh, this portable DVD player, because I'm like, I'm guaranteed that we're going to watch some quality content while we're in this hotel room. So I brought, like, Borat, 
and uh, Family Guy DVDs and, you know, maybe something else. And in my room, you know, we got to some, you know, we got to say, like we did for Camp Wilson, like our first, you know, top three or four choices or whatever of people we wanted to room with. Yeah. And I ended up rooming with Austin Studebaker, Cody Lambert, and Nathan Greist, which was about as uh, perfect as what I, you know, that besides Nathan Greist, he was probably the only person we didn't really want there. Or that are I are you really serious? I always thought you guys were good friends with him. Like we he... we are, we were, but like the thing that bothered me was that he ate like trail mix and cookies in bed, and we shared a bed. How do and you it know was always that? Covered in like because I was there beside him, and he would just lay there in bed and eat his trail mix and his cookies and just get crumbs all in the bed. And then I'm Ew. sleeping there in bed with him with crumbs. It sucked. I didn't want to, and obviously, you know, I mean, you know, I was in love with Austin Studebaker, so too. Oh my God. So, so this is, your trip is so interesting. It's clouded by Hallie Shrimp, a, an undying love for Hallie Shrimp, you know, months after you've been with her already. Yes. Yeah. And then your gay love, Austin Studebaker. Right. So he slept in, he decided to sleep with uh, Cody Lambert. But, oh, so was we, that devastating to you? No, it wasn't devastating, but it was kind of weird because I'm like, we're the, you know, if you, we were best friends. So, like, to me, it just seemed like we should share a bed. But obviously, he knew I was, <laughs> you know, coming on to him. <laughs> so, it, you know, it wasn't meant to be. But um, I put in Borat. I don't know what night of the trip it was. You know, we were there for, I think, three days or, you know, three nights or whatever. But. One of the nights, probably the first, I put on Borat. And I know you know, and probably everybody that's not listening, but the, they all know the scene where Borat is at the etiquette coach. Um, and he is saying, is it okay to show picture of my family? And she's like, oh, yes, it's very nice to show pictures of your family. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this and is my son. That was yeah, a really good Borat impression, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And... Uh, one of the photos is of his son, like him with his face right next to his son's penis. Right. And I I paused it on that image because I thought it was so funny. I'm laughing my ass off. I'm like, look, ha, 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 look at the penis. Ha, 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 look at that. Oh, my God. And I'm like looking around and everybody's like, yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> They're like, I wish you'd just like press play. <laughs> Like, I'm like, Ooh. you know, yeah. <laughs> and I went, what? And they're like, it's gay, dude. It's gay, dude. And I, oh, know, my God. That like, you had uh, such a good impression. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what they were. So it was, uh, it was a really awkward after that. Not, I mean, not noticeably For all of awkward. You? Yeah, I mean, but it was like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, can't believe you've never told me that. I, yeah, I, I don't, that's one of the first things I think about now when I think of the Washington, D.C. trip is just them, you know, being like, it's gay, dude. And I'm like, well, <laughs> turns out that's probably why I thought it was so funny. <laughs> I don't know. But, it, but you really thought, you just, you just really thought it was funny, but they were like, just like, this guy's gay. Right. And like, it just, you know, it, it, it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy to them because I'm sure they, you know, had already done all of their... This was like weeks, you know. I mean, 
by the end of eighth grade, that's when the whole falling out with Austin Studebaker happened, going into ninth grade. So, I mean, this is probably when, you know, rumors started to fly, too. And so it's kind of like, oh, of course we're paused on the one moment where there's a penis in the movie when Zach's controlling it. Oh. Oh, so that's Zach, how I don't started. even know what to say to that. I feel like... <laughs> I feel so bad for you that that happened. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, like, it's like hard to even laugh at because I'm just, I'm s- like, 13 year old me is like s- hurting for you. <laughs> it's cringe. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, so I think cringe. it's really like, I don't know. I'm seeing it as like embarrassing, but also just like the toxic culture that people grow up with like anti-lgbt oh, people well, like yeah, how we did sure. like you could like everybody's just like yeah you're gay dude right and that was seen as an insult right it's, it just feels like an entirely different world now i can't like it's so it it hurts me to see like a closeted gay person having that moment in front of their friends oh yeah yeah it was it was pretty you know devastating but obviously and i don't i don't think i've ever put you know re, uh really uh postulate post uh what's the word i'm looking for i i don't think i've ever put this together but i think uh, also a lot of the fact that i was like overtly deeply in love with hallie shrimp was probably uh had something to do with being deeply in the closet as well you think so because Oh, I don't know necessarily for sure, but I think that had something to do with it because, you know, e- even after that moment, the rest of the trip was just all about Hallie Shrimp for me. Yeah, she was that's... also on my bus. So what happened? Did anything like happen specifically? Or were you just obsessing with her and kind of just got through the DC trip? Obsessing with and being really like, you know, uh, of course, like Emily Ballantyne was a big supporter during uh, of me being with Emily uh, of Hallie Shrimp, and we were all friends at one point. Emily Ballantyne, Hallie Shrimp, and myself were friends, and so for there were, there would be a lot of times when I would be like, "There's a one picture that I have that because Mr. Cleland was a fucking shutterbug, and he was taking so many photos the entire trip, and then he uploaded them to Flickr or you know something like that." And I had my parents order me a copy of the entire trip because I'm like, I I didn't take any pictures. I just brought that gay-ass, embarrassing, big-ass video camera that still recorded the, you know, mini DVs. Yeah, I thought that was cool, though, at the time. I always thought, like, you were the coolest fucking person for having that. I remember seeing you a few times just offhandedly, like, having it with you, I thought. Yeah. Or maybe just seeing something after but i don't know i just always thought it was cool that you had that camera i thought it was cool too but i, I remember mr park made me feel weird about it why he it was just like there's zach and his camera just something like that something like so casual but you're just like <laughs> right i'm like why would he say that <laughs> But one of the photos, one of the classic photos that he took in that is me sitting on Emily Ballantyne's lap out in the waiting guest area of, you know, Mount Vernon, George George Washington's plantation. And um, so most of the time it was, and I remember one thing was, uh, it just came to me. We were at the Kennedy Center because we got like a brief 
quick like 30 second tour of the lobby of the Kennedy Center. It was really lame, I thought, because we didn't see anything but the lobby and like that big bust of JFK. Yeah. They stood there for like two seconds and they're like, this is the Kennedy Center. It was gay. But I remember I was sitting on the stairs because that's where it was. I don't know why, but we were sitting on the stairs and I was sitting with Hallie Shrimp. And Sam Oaks came and sat with her, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, this is, this, you know, I wanted to die the whole time sitting there with them. Because, like, they're sitting there just being a couple, and I'm just sitting here like, are you kidding me? We're walking out, and, of course, uh, at some point they get separated. You know, he's talking to someone else. And I said to Hallie, I'm like, I would have walked back to the bus with you. And then stormed oh my off gosh. and got in the bus. <laughs> Zach, that's so dramatic. I know. <laughs> I really humiliated her for not being with me. <laughs> Is that oh the God. only way to do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Win her so back toxic. through humiliation, so she's so ashamed with herself for not being with you. Right. And I don't think I saw you at all in D.C. that I can remember. So when you said that you had uh, some mischie- mischievous actions... I don't remember them at all, and I don't think you've ever told me. Yeah, I think we were separated by our bus unit for a while. Like, I think just who we bussed with, like, maybe we were on a different floor or something. Right. I don't know. But the group of people I was with, they're going to seem really random, but at the time, like, these were, like, my friends, I guess. But not really at the time. It was me, Cooper Nasal... Austin Grimm and Jerry Geiger. Okay. So it seems like an oddball. And at this point, I don't know who Cooper Nasal is. <laughs> and it's like Jerry Geiger and Austin Grimm, they're like best friends. Right. They were like best fucking friends, like inseparable. And uh, me and Cooper were the really odd ones out. Because it's like Cooper was kind of new. Nobody really knew who he was. And then it was me or whatever. But... The first night we're there, we all, you know, we're kind of like, we're kind of all into the same things a little, and we're just kind of like just being dumb, mm-hmm. and we're like, why don't we try to like microwave this, uh, beef jerky, until it becomes like a crispy piece of bacon, and so we put this beef jerky on for like ten minutes, and like nothing really happened that just made it black or whatever, but we're like, it was almost like we were trying to blow up the fucking microwave. <laughs> And we're just like, huh, huh. we're like in this sort of stage. We're like, huh, what can we fuck with? <laughs> <laughs> and then we were like, we got in trouble because we were like crank calling the other rooms. Okay. So we were like calling Mr. Park and just be like, huh, hey, Mr. Park. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's so, it's probably weird because it's like we'd never really spoken as class, but as soon as we were all together, we were all just kind of like, huh, huh. And so, like, he got in trouble. Like, they, like, came down and knocked on our door. Like, this crank calling's got to fucking stop. We're going to unplug all of your phones. And they came in, like, uh. unplugged every single person's phone. Uh. And they're like, if there's an emergency, you can come to my room. It's 227. And Was that Mr. Park? I think so. I'm pretty sure it was Mr. Park and Meredith Greaser on my floor. You know they were sharing a room. Yes, absolutely. You know they were sharing a room. <laughs> yeah, and that we were probably joking about that a lot. Like, uh, Mr. Park fucks Meredith Greaser. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if we call her, like, maybe, wouldn't you? I we mean, were too nervous to call Meredith. 
imagine if they weren't actually sharing a room and you called Mr. Park's room and Mrs. Greaser answered. Oh my god. How, like much screen you would guys would have lost your mind. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we called somebody else's room and they're like somebody who we knew somebody in they're like, Yeah, we're watching porn. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so like there's like such angsty points of our life or whatever, but we're all just kinda like Okay, let's see what DC has to offer. I remember hearing about um, there were I don't even know if it, either of these things were true, but they both happened. To, they both involved Timmy Tabor, who of course we've mentioned before on the podcast as one of the coolest people that we went <laughs> he was, to school with. That was elementary school though. That right. I thought he was so cool. He kind of turned into a piece of shit. Yeah, of course. But when we he was in uh, according to my memory. They his room had like a gambling party, playing cards, poker, and they tried to order a pizza to their room, which obviously then got intercepted by the teachers, who then just had a, like a pizza. I don't know if that's true, but I, I think I heard about that too. That happening. What would be wrong with that? I don't know why they cared so much, but they they got in trouble for it. I'm like, if we ordered a pizza to our room, we're like give it. It's ours. I mean, like why? But they, for some reason, I mean, I get why, but they really didn't want us to have any contact with the outside world in that hotel. Yeah, that that is weird. Maybe they thought you guys were going to get, like, sex trafficked. Right. They had, like, our doors, like, taped up so we, you know, they would know if we, like, escaped. It was just weird. And meanwhile, there are pictures in my uh, uh, photo album that Mr. Cleland took of the teachers and Mr. Gerbrick uh, going around and TPing the other teachers' rooms. So they're allowed to go around and have fun, but not us. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe <laughs> it's, like it's maybe adults. it's because they would actually clean it up. We would never actually clean anything like no, that up, I and think. like, in all honesty, if we started going room to room, people would be having sex. I mean, I know it's eighth grade, but Renee Miller was in our class, and there's no doubt she was already really loose by eighth grade. Oh, my, you're right. <laughs> I mean, we are. We know what she was doing in the back room at USA Skating Rink. <laughs> oh, dude, those rumors are true. Oh yeah, that she was like blowing I mean, guys I mean, back there all the time. Yeah, that's what we know. That's what that's what she said. That's what we've always known about her. But I, who knows if it's true? Ugh. Was that all the mischief that you got into? In no, UC? absolutely not. Now I want to <laughs> say I am a much different person than I I am today, and. This is historical fact, so I have to, like, record it. But I'm really ashamed of my actions on this trip. <laughs> but this is... I didn't even really know Cooper at the time, but this is le legitimately how we became friends. Because this trip became so fucking funny. Because on our bus was all, like, the, uh, you know, the disabled kids. Oh. And we specifically, like, Cooper did a fucking perfect chad impression like spot fucking on him like, eh. i don't know and he would say ridiculous fucking things as chad <laughs> and he would do like that oh i'm a python <laughs> he got it he like printed perfectly on cooper so he could do it and every time he did it, i start i it was like how me and you kind of became friends too because you just make me fucking laugh and it was just like right. a good and I'm just fucking dying. And he's just like, no, don't put that in my butthole. And then so by like day two or three, like we're already fucking, um, he, Cooper is so bold. Like Cooper is a class clown, but he goes so fucking under the radar. 
Like, he never really gets in trouble for it because it's so subtle. But he's always just making fucking... But, so he's, like, Chad's doing things and... Cooper's like mimicking him, but at the same time, like making up shit to make it seem like Chad said it on the bus. It's <laughs> Cooper would be like, oh, and Chad would be like, hey, who said that? <laughs> and the Cooper would be like, it's me, you doof. <laughs> Just like talk back to him and shit. And this started tension. Oh. With us and the uh, the handler. Mrs. Um, Campbell. Campbell. I remember this altercation. I w- not really an altercation, but this thing that was happened. Was it Mrs. Campbell, the big, wo- the big tall woman, or was yeah. it Miss Hetrick? Because I remember she was Hetrick big, tall, ugly. Too. Oh yeah, that's Miss Campbell. And we we thought she was a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It's because of this. So she comes up to us and she's like, "You need to come with me." now and i don't know if you remember this we went to this like really fucking fancy dinner i felt like we were like in this like old historic house and we were having this dinner it was like i don't remember what day it was it was like seafood yeah i remember the seafood fancy place she pulls us out of that outside it's fucking cold as fuck she's like you need to stop making fun of chad and we're like we're not making fun of chad like we like chad and she's just like i I know what you guys are doing. You guys are sick. You guys, you know, and just laid into us like, how the like, how could you live with yourselves for making fun of a handicapped child? And we're and, and to us, we're really not making fun of him. Like we're not trying right. to. We think he's funny. And he writes. Like just we're just acting like him and shit. Cooper was making him say some like awful, awful things. And like we were talking like when like Chad comes, he'd be like. Whoa! <laughs> like what he would do or whatever. Uh, oh, mama. Yeah, that's bad. And that's so the whole bad. the whole time, you know, it was just, and we never stopped the whole time. And she kept getting lit. Like she wouldn't even look at us. Oh my God. And uh, yeah, that's how me and Cooper Nasal became friends, making fun of, you know, getting in trouble with the, you know, Wrangler. <laughs> what, would so you, what would you call her? Handler. Yeah. <laughs> Is that really mean? Like, I don't... They're chaperone. Chaperone. Yeah, I don't... Um, what can you do? I mean, it happens. <laughs> you, you, right, you I know. mean, I, Jeremy I don't Allen care. Jeremy used to make, uh, what's his name, Tim Butner say the South will rise again, so... Did he really? Yeah, he'd go around and be like, the South will rise again! Are you serious? Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah. That's so bad. Oh my God. Yeah. Jeremy! <laughs> I know, and he wanted to have the whole, you know, the high and mighty route. I wish I knew this shit when me and him were feuding. You're right. I should have told you. <laughs> I think it's so funny. I have been crank calling that guy for like 10 years. It's like a 10 year. <laughs> <laughs> Like every year, every at this point, like every two years, he'll just get a call out of nowhere from some random number fucking with him. I will never stop. Never should. The only other thing of note that I can think of from DC is well, two things really. One, there was a street seller who was yelling out, Obama beanies, get your Obama beanies. I remember that. And we were right outside the Smithsonian waiting. Well, 
waiting for our group to gather. Said, Obama beanies, get your Obama beanies. And I stood there and I stood there and I stood there and I'm like, I'm going to go buy one. I'm like, am I allowed? I'm like, am I allowed? I'm going to. I'm going to go buy one. I just walked up and bought an Obama beanie from the guy. It was awesome. I still have it to this day. And when we went back to um, the second inauguration of Barack Obama, uh, I bought a second Obama beanie uh, just to have two. And you <laughs> still have that one? Yeah, neither of them fit, but I'll keep them forever for sure. Just some man selling them out of a suitcase. I probably wasn't allowed to go up to him, but I did. I remember when that when we like came across people like that, we were like walking in these big long lines, so they really wouldn't notice if like somebody trailed off. Right. But I remember that was like right before he got elected that we were there, mm-hmm. and I remember going into this like, uh, like gift store, and getting Obama 08. oh just an Obama oh eight for Obama for president oh eight shirt. Yeah. And. Uh, it felt so weird at the time because I'm like something big's about to happen. I didn't really like understand yeah, it, it but odd. I was just, I was just like, this is gonna be cool. I, I like yeah, this guy because by the I, we were there around Thanksgiving, so he had like just been technically like he was about to be inaugurated like the next month. It was crazy. Oh, okay, well maybe I'm just getting my dates off then. So it was no, just... yeah. I mean, but it was very. He had like just been elected when we went there, but it was like you know because we were there around Thanksgiving. I remember I think we left the day after Thanksgiving. So it would have been like a couple weeks at that point. But I mean, still, it was very uh, new and exciting still. And I didn't know what, you know, I didn't know I liked Barack Obama, but I was like, I'm buying this beanie. That's so weird that we got like, I feel like that was my start into politics because I was just like, well, I got this shirt. Now I got to know what it's all about. (laughs) Right. And the other thing is... um, when we were going up in the Washington Monument, I was having a freak out because I'm a little afraid of elevators and I'm definitely afraid of heights. Um, and I remember Miss Hetrick, this moment bonded us together for the rest of that year. And I, I would occasionally uh, go back as a member of the music and performance class and go down to the middle school like when we were building sets and shit for the musical and I would stop in and talk to her. But... Um, she uh, she was like, well, you, you got to go up. And I'm like, I don't think I can. And I've never spoken to Miss Hetrick before. I mean, like, she, you know, might have been in one of my classes as a, you know, as a helper. But I, I didn't know her. She's right. like, well, you can't, you can't not go. And I'm like, I'm too afraid. I think I'm going to not go. And she's like, you have to. The elevator opens. She literally, like, corrals me into the elevator. And then as I'm like, no, I'm, I start freaking out. She's like, it's okay, and like use it. I mean, in all honesty, it, she's a very kind, very kind soul. She like literally like she knew I was having probably an anxiety attack, and she essentially hugged me like what you would do and really? pressed me up against the wall. And she was like, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay until we got all the way up there. And of course, I was still scared when I got up there. But oh my gosh, that's very so nice. sweet. It was very kind. Is very sweet, and I, I never forgot that. So I, I kept, I would stop in and, you know, leave a message on her dry erase board when I would, you know, be down at the middle school. But Oh, that's yeah, so it was, touching. She was very nice, very, very touching. So otherwise, I don't think I would have gone up. So I'm glad I did, because it was a cool uh, experience. Certainly once in a lifetime, I wouldn't do it again. You would not do it again? No. I definitely would. I thought it was fun as fuck. It was cool, but I just like, ah, it's too scary. Oh, that that's so sweet. Yeah. 
I was so I fucking excited when we got to do that. That oh my right. god, and being such a big fan of Forrest Gump, <laughs> being at that reflecting pool. Oh yeah, that Jay! to me was the coolest fucking part at that point in my life. I was just mm-hmm. like Forrest Gump. I was like, that's where he's like, Forrest Gump. <laughs> Jenny! Forrest! <laughs> yeah, so iconic. I think about that every time I'm there. Which has only been granted two times since eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny that by the time we went there the second time, we still really hadn't grown up that much because I remember we like pissed and shit. <laughs> like we like left yeah. like piss. <laughs> in, a, in a fucking in like pitcher bucket yeah yeah it was the ice bucket we like peed in it i can't believe we did that because my my dad got us like at it. like that nice hotel and it was under his name we even had we had a nice dinner with your aunt and uncle yeah I, that i'm like that's so weird that I, i've never seen them before after that never heard from them yeah <laughs> like we had dinner with them and i don't we don't even know who they were really i don't <laughs> like, know why uh, it was cool though. I mean, we I had swordfish. I think I had the most expensive <laughs> dish that night. Did I you? Felt so bad. Yeah. But she's like, "Order what you want. Order what you want, sweetie." I'm like, "I just feel really uncomfortable cuz it's like, you know, a $26 entree." She's like, "Do whatever you want, sweetie." Meanwhile, like they're ordering $12 worth of food. Oh god. I got it. <laughs> but I, I felt really awkward about it. <laughs> I guess the swordfish was more important. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's so weird because that guy was like a preacher. Right. He did. So, he was like a priest or something. I don't know. I've, I've never. I don't even remember his name. Who was? Who is it? Your dad's family? Your mom's family? It's my who dad's family. It? It's my dad's like dad's brother. And I, I never associate. That's the actual Quillins. I don't associate with the Quillins. Ah. I don't. I. I don't even know any that exist besides That's... me and my dad and my grandpa, who is still living. Well, good for kudos for him. I think, by the way, as we <laughs> as we wrap up, <laughs> this one is the uh, this is uh, this episode airs in twenty twenty one. So uh, happy new year, folks! Happy new year! Yeah, it's been the new year Woo! for a couple of days. Are you still holding on to those resolutions, or did you give up? Remember last year around this time we thought it was gonna be World War Three and and didn't turn out to be World War Three, but look what we got was COVID. And no more COVID. Vaccines did, out. Did COVID disappear on January first? Just like it should have after the election. Did uh 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 I don't know. I'm, I don't I know. I, I have no predictions keep really. Keep making predictions of the future, but there's no way to. Somebody All could be listening to this in like 2030 and be like, oh, this right. dates this episode. <laughs> right. And they're going to be like, remember, like right after that, there was a mass uh, genocide. Oh! <laughs> 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 uh, well, I, I guess not. stay moat. And that's the last time I'm having the macaroni and cheese.